I'd just like to briefly address the presence of the Chinese surveillance balloon in U.S. airspace. Uh, I spoke this morning with Director of the CCP Central Foreign Affairs Office, Wang Yi, to convey that in light of China's unacceptable action, I am postponing my planned travel this weekend to China. As you know, President Biden and President Xi agreed during their meetings in Bali uh, in November that I would travel to Beijing to follow up on their discussions. We've been working across the U.S. government to prepare for a substantive set of discussions on issues that matter to the American people and to people around the world. And we've been engaging for some time with our counterparts in Beijing to prepare for these meetings. Yesterday, the Department of Defense announced that we had detected and were tracking a high-altitude surveillance balloon that remains over the continental United States. We continue to track and monitor the balloon closely. We're confident this is a Chinese surveillance balloon. Once we detected the balloon, the U.S. government acted immediately to protect against the collection of sensitive information. We communicated with the PRC government directly through multiple channels about this issue. Members of my team consulted with our partners in other agencies and in Congress. We also engaged our close allies and partners to inform them of the presence of the surveillance balloon in our airspace. We concluded that conditions were not conducive for a constructive visit at this time. In my call today with Director Wang Yi, I made clear that the presence of this surveillance balloon in U.S. airspace is a clear violation of U.S. sovereignty and international law, that it's an irresponsible act, and that the PRC's decision to take this action on the eve of my planned visit is detrimental to the substantive discussions that we were prepared to have. I told uh, Director Wong that the United States remains committed to diplomatic engagement with China and that I plan to visit Beijing when conditions allow. But I think the uh, point at which they began tracking it is still classified information. Got Paris. it. Jennifer Griffin, excellent. Thank you so very much. Uh, Republican Congressman James Comer of Kentucky, chairman of the House Oversight Committee, is in focus now. Um, what is your greatest concern as we track something that is the size of three buses now that China says was taken by wind, wind that we can't substantiate? Well, I have concern this is going to be another example of the Biden administration's weakness on the national scale. I mean, you, you look at what happened in Afghanistan. That hurt the reputation of America's military strength. That hurt the reputation of our commander in chief. And now we have China clearly playing games with the United States. This balloon never should have been allowed to cross over into the past the Pacific coast under the continental United States. Never should have happened. You know, my concern is that the uh, federal government obviously doesn't know what's in that balloon. Is that bioweapons in that balloon? Is it, did that balloon take off from Wuhan? You know, we don't know anything about that balloon, but the fact that uh, this balloon was slowly making its way to the United States for several days and this administration never alerted anyone about the possibility of this balloon coming over the oh. United States is very concerning. It's very concerning they didn't shoot it out of the air before it even reached the continental United States. Oh, Chairman, let me stop you there. What do you mean never alerted anyone? You mean people on Capitol Hill were not being briefed, national security briefings about this giant object in the sky? No one on the House Oversight Committee. Now, I don't know about the Intelligence Committee uh, with the Senate or, or the House, but I can tell you uh, the overwhelming majority of members of Congress that, that I've spoken to in the last 
24 hours had no idea about this. So this administration, again, is the least transparent administration in, in the history of America. This is very concerning. Unless China's working with the Biden administration to help find some of those missing documents that are scattered all over the United States, then this is unacceptable and this should not be allowed. And again, another sign of weakness on the international stage by our commander in chief. And, and, and by the way, you're here for the second hour of our late afternoon, early evening show, uh, War Room, the second part of War Room for the day. <clears throat> uh, it's the 3 February, the year of the Lord, 2023. It's Friday. Uh, I'm going to have Ed Dowd join us here in a second, and I'm going to pick Ed's brain. Being one of the smartest capital markets guys I know and the guy that understands what's going on throughout the world, I've got him here for uh, the southern uh, the, the death issue. Right, where he's got some charts that are going to blow you away. But I got to deal with this first. First off, we now know, know um, House Intelligence, the Intelligence Committee, Arthur uh, Burns, not Arthur Burns, Burns, Alexander Burns, head of the CIA, was up on Capitol Hill the other day briefing. Never mentioned this. I think his briefing was Tuesday or Wednesday, and they've known about this for a while. I think they've known about this since Tuesday or Wednesday when Austin was awakened. I think it was in Singapore where he's visiting, or Philippines with the base a deal and they had a conference call in the middle of the night. They've known about this for a couple of days. They've known about it at least since Wednesday. People are not brief. John Tester just sent, as we said in the last hour, sent a, a, a shot and Tester is a lapdog for the Biden regime. You know, Tester out in Montana and how they have a left winger like Tester representing the Senate is beyond me. But Tester just sent across a, a brutal tweet saying, Hey, He's the chief appropriator in the Senate for defense. He's calling immediate hearings. He's going to pull people back. He wants to know how this happened, why nobody knew about it, how it's crossed the skies in Montana. Because in its election, you know, it's election cycle for him. He's in cycle, and he's going to pay a big price for that. Uh, we know that the intelligence, uh, the people in the House and the Senate were not briefed, didn't know anything about it. So Comer's just sitting there talking about the regular congressman or the, or the congressman on oversight, these other committees, no, the intel community, nobody. The intel establishment on Capitol Hill, intelligence uh, uh, select committee on House Intelligence didn't know about it. Senate didn't know about it. But more importantly, this just came out, and I keep going back to this. It's very important. Dimitri uh, Sestapolo is the top uh, reporter for, for the Financial Times in Washington. This is his byline, and that means they briefed him. This is in t today's paper, the morning paper. And the headline is, Blinken to meet Xi during landmark China visit in sign of thaw, thawing relations. Dimitri was just briefed by the Biden administration yesterday. It's in today's print edition. This is the morning edition of which, of which Blinken had to come out. We're mocking them. We're mocking them in the first 10 minutes of the show with Matt Gates here. We're mocking him. I guess this, uh, for the Financial Times, this headline didn't age well, right? Paper's only been at the doorstep for an hour or two. But before the show's over, Blinken's saying, you know, I've postponed it. Didn't cancel, postponed it. And he's talking to Tiger Yee. He's been talking to him. He talked to him today. Where's the throwdown? The Biden administration hit it. Remember, they still wanted to dance through here. Remember, they knew about this on Wednesday. This thing was briefed to the Financial Times on Thursday. The Financial Times, Dimitri, you're a smart guy. You look like a fool. This is not just a... Non-transparent, there's something deeply wrong. There's something deeply wrong in the timing of this with next week with these hearings. And remember, the hearings are all about the financial uh, entanglement 
with the Chinese Communist Party and CEF and Hunter Biden. Hunter Biden, they send these letters about me and some of these other people. They want criminal charges. They want this. Hey, shove it up your keister. Abby Lowell, you did a cell phone. You've now admitted it says what you lied and lied and your client lied about. It. Here's what your client is a drug addicted pervert. Okay, raised by a pack of wild dogs. Yes, that would be Joe Biden, the guy sitting at 1,600 pounds, and Dr. Jill Biden, raised by a pack of freaking dogs, wild dogs. This guy sold his country out. This guy uh, is a pervert, right? A drug-addicted pervert that sold his country out for money. And CEF, the energy company, is not just a one-belt, one-road thing. It's the, really the capital markets, the allocation of capital for one-belt, one-road. And he's up to his neck in it, in it. We had Miranda Devine on this morning to talk about that. And now we know that, hey, the, the, the guy with the Tamar Shanner, the guy at the uh, computer store, he sued him the other day, for, I guess, for defamation. That's where they dropped this. Then Abby Law to come out. Well, we didn't really say it was his. Yes, you did. There was a cell phone. We all know now that we've known from day one, but now everybody knows that it's his computer. And it's not Russian disinformation, which was a line of spin. The Bidens are the most corrupt people that have sold the country out more than any other occupant in the history of the White House, including when the State Department and all that was infested with communists during World War II and after World War II when we gave basically China to Mao Zedong. And at Yalta, which happens to be in Crimea, uh, which, you know, they want to go, uh, go liberate Crimea, which would take us tactical nuclear weapons to do, in Yalta, they sold out the West, they, the, 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 the communists in the State Department and the Roosevelt administration sold us out so that the American army and the British army would not get to Berlin and, uh, and liberate Berlin or, or take, take the Nazis over in Berlin. We had to stay by the river. We couldn't get into Berlin, let the Red Army do it. Sold out. Sold out there. Sold out in China. There is something. We are heading to a path to kinetic war. I've said this for years, and you see it. We had Dr. Roberts on here, but look, I'm a huge believer today we need defense cuts, and we need defense cuts by rethinking through, and I'm as big a hawk as you get. We, we could take the Chinese Communist Party down in 100 days. You cut them off from Western capital. You cut them off from Western technology. They're going to collapse. But we're playing footsies here, and this act right here, particularly the way it's looked in Asia, is a total humiliation and loss of face. And Tony Blinken, that little pencil neck, remember, let's, let's get the history right here. In the first day's administration, I've had Tiger, uh, Tiger Yee across the table for me. He's a nasty piece of work. And Navarre and I gave it to him as good as he got. Hey, you know, all this stuff, Spratly Island, South China Sea, all, everything's, everything's on the table. They lost it. Because remember, we had President Trump accepted the call from the president of Taiwan in the first couple of days after we won. In, 20, uh, in 2016, new sheriff in town. These are gangsters. These are bad guys. The guys in Moscow, the KGB Putin, bad guys, gangsters. The guys in Beijing, gangsters, another order of magnitude, gangsters, bad guys. Right now, in front of, you announced the Philippines bases, they're showing the people in the Philippines and the people in India and the people in Japan and in South Korea, you have no face. You have no face. They're going to put a satellite balloon and you're going to sit there, yeah, I think we can block, I think we're blocking, Katie turn on the knitted brow, talking to the, yes, I think we can, we can block most of the information. What do you mean most of the information, can block most of the information? How's that play of the world? They're over your country. Blink is even, it's a violation of American sovereignty. His words, a violation of American sovereignty. 
I thought when I listened to MSNBC nonstop, aren't I just listening? We have to defend Ukrainian sovereignty, Ukrainian uh, uh, self-determination, Ukrainian territorial integrity. That's why we put $100 billion over there, and you're going to have American boys and girls over there as combat troops. That's the 101st Airborne. Mosul unit right there in the border of Romania waiting to go in on the trigger. Ed Dowd, I've got you here for your principal work you're doing to alert the world about these vaccines. But i got to ask you, since you're a man that understands capital markets and what impacts capital markets, please, t- and you're Hawaii, right? You're, you, you understand the Pacific. Please make this make sense to me. What is going on here, sir, and what's the implications? Uh, I, I've been hearing chatter for a while from my friends in the intelligence community, government apparatus, that they're be- they've been preparing for war. Uh, and this is going on, and who? And they're worried about China. Uh, that, that's who they're worried about. The, the Ukraine situation is—I I don't know what that is—but uh, the China seems to be the problem. And uh, I've been talking to some capital markets guys, some hedge fund guys, and they're thinking kinetic war is coming. Uh, it solves a lot of problems. Takes the vaccine issue off the map. Takes uh, all sorts of. Uh, uh, defaults off the map, and you can consolidate power under martial law. So that's that's what people are thinking. You can call us conspiracy theorists, but these are people that run billions of dollars, and we do what we do. We come up with uh, you know probable scenarios, and World War Three is on the table. You, you, I want to go back through those because you're saying, hey, it takes off these nagging problems that are only getting bigger, like the VAX for certain companies, right, and capital markets and investment banks. It takes off the default situation, right? Because maybe you have infusion of cash, and it also gives you more centralized control. Is that is that kind of the the thinking when you talk to capital markets guys? Absolutely. Th- those who are um, cap- the, uh, the capital markets folks, there's a there's a there's two camps. There's the the ones who are clueless who think that uh, everything's hunky dory, and then then there's the people who know things are have gone way sideways and, and are on board with the vaccine problem. And when they, when you think about the vaccine problem, when you think about the debt problem, uh, it, it comes into focus that war, the system wants war. Whether or not there's a, you know, a bunch of guys in a, in a smoking, in a room smoking cigars, who cares? The, the momentum seems to be to do this and to um, wipe a bunch of problems off the board. Okay, I'm, I have more to say about this, but I want to get into. Um... Folks, this is 1937. We're hurtling towards a kinetic war. We are hurtling towards a kinetic war. I mean a kinetic war. And this ain't Afghanistan. And it's not Iraq. And it's not Kuwait. Okay? This is big league. This is China, the CCP, and Russia. Okay? Our two allies, the Chinese people and our and the Chinese people and the Russian people were our allies in World War II. Our allies. They took the brunt of it, and these people know how to take the brunt of it. And now, because of this corrupt administrative state and deep state and the incompetence and compromise of the Biden regime, we're hurtling right now to a kinetic war. And this kinetic war is going to be devastating. And if you think you can hide from it, I want the good folks in Montana that woke up today, some of the folks, oh, yeah, it's a great day in Montana. It's a crisp year. In Montana, today, we now know... And I don't think that's all. They now know that one third of the, I think the ICBMs in the country are up there in the great north, in North Dakota, South Dakota, Montana. You're every bit, you're, you're, you're going to get incinerated 
60 seconds before Washington, D.C. This is the danger. If every town's a border town and every state's a border state, we're all in this. When you see this loose talk in Ukraine about having a, we're going to have an unconditional surrender of the Russian army, an unconditional surrender of the Russian army. They're talking about this on Morning Joe, an unconditional, a battlefield defeat in the Ukraine, an unconditional surrender. Have you seen that Ukrainian army? You think that's going to do it? They're talking about an unconditional surrender of the Russian army, a defeat, a battlefield defeat that lead to their unconditional surrender. Like the Nazis and Japanese, we dropped two nuclear weapons on the Japs. Unconditional surrender. And this is what they're talking about. This is what they're talking about. And they're having this conversation. Ask, ask how that worked for the Swedes on what, Charles XII? Ask, ask how it worked for the French with Bonaparte. Ask how it worked the Nazis. How did that work out with Hitler? This is what they're talking These are parts of the conversation that are going on today on the frickin' TV. And what you've, I take time now. I want you to go through the charts because, hey, if you think your head's blown up, yeah, you got a spy balloon over the United States and we're not doing anything about it. We're kind of talking about it. And it could be a debris field. Shoot the freaking thing down and shoot it down now. And tell, uh, and tell the Chinese, you ever set another one up? We're going to start shooting some other stuff down. That's the only thing they understand. I've sat in the room with, they understand Smash Mouse. That's really understand. Anything besides that, they think they got you. And it's only going to get worse. You see, they chewed him out in Alaska on global TV. They sent that pencil neck Sullivan over to Rome. He got chewed out for seven hours. They have no respect for the Biden regime because they know they're compromised. They know they're compromised. They're going to start coughing up the checks and the money and everything. They know these investigations. He's going to get impeached for this. And on top of that, Ed, Ed Dow's going to, you think your head's blowing up now? You wait to hear, see Ed, Ed Dow's charts. Ed, take it away. Walk us through some math that is going to make people's weekend. So today, the uh, non-farm payroll report came out from the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics. Most people looked at those numbers. I looked at the disability numbers. There's good news. The good news is uh, on the first chart that shows the overall population um, that the disabilities did come down. The trend is not broken yet, but it, it, that's a good sign. Disabilities have come down from December, about 289,000. So that's good news, and it, it looks like good news. But And the rate of change, the second derivative year-over-year growth of this situation, appears to be slowing in the general U.S. population. But then on the next chart, uh, I break it down by employed. And you can see the employed disabilities are barely off their highs. And you can look at the slope of this line, the rate of change, the rise over run. The, to the naked eye, you can see that the employed are barely uh, seeing any benefits from this decline in disability. So it's still near all-time highs. And, and uh, you know, that, that, this also lends to the fact that my thesis is that the vaccines and mandates have uh, adversely affected excess deaths and disabilities in, in the employed population of this country. And I said to Senator Ron Johnson, this is a national security issue. This lends credence to that because the numbers here are still bad. And then I looked at women, the second chart. Hold, 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 hang, on, hang on, hold, 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 slow down for a second. Hang on, slow down. I want to make sure everybody knows, first off, if Grace and Mo can make sure that these up in the chat in the Midnight Rider folks, everything, we make them, Carly, make these up in the chat so people can see them. Also, if you listen to this on a podcast or on the radio, we're going to have them up on uh, on War Room so you can be able to see them. And you, we'll send you to Ed's site also for his analysis. Ed, how could the first chart be looks better, but the second chart's unchanged and looks worse? How, how does it connect 
chart one to chart two so we understand it? So chart one, uh, year-over-year rate of change began accelerating in February of 2021. The whole population experienced a rise in disabilities to a new all-time disability rate high and an and absolute number high. Uh, as bad as that is, uh, that, was a three, that was a three standard deviation event. That was what we call a breakout. You know, if you look at this as a stock chart, it broke out of its base pattern and it looks like a growth stock. Uh, granted, it's slowing a little bit. So that, that, was, that was the big, that was, you know, one of the big things we focused on was disabilities rising for the whole population. But when you break it down and you look at the employed and on that second chart, to the naked eye, you don't need to do any math here. You can see the slope or the rate of change, the rise over run, whatever you want to call it, is faster than the general population. It rose faster. And why did that happen? Well, in my book, and I've said on the show many times, it happened because of mandates and vaccine uh, policies. That's it. That, I, I, until someone else can explain what's affecting the employed population of this country in both excess mortality and disabilities, I'm, op I'm open to being wrong, Steve, but so far, A, no one has come up with a better explanation. B, no one really cares uh, in the um, halls of Congress, the Senate, the health authorities, or the administration. It just seems to be falling on deaf ears. It's a national security problem. Um, and, and so that's- yeah, But, but shouldn't, the shouldn't, the shouldn't, the shouldn't the insurance companies care about this? They do, and that's, they're slow. Uh, Josh Sterling, my uh, partner who helped me on the insurance companies, has a working group of insurance executives that's growing by the day. And their their new mission is to save a million lives. They're not naming the vaccine yet, but they know something's wrong and they're trying to figure out what it is. We know what it is, but this group is eventually going to figure it out. Uh, and, and, and when they do, there's going to be all sorts of write-offs coming because their assumptions on excess mortality for a whole host of their business lines are wrong. So that's coming. What? What's what's the what's the third chart now? The third chart is women. I want to talk about women. You can see women. The slope of the, that this line is higher than the, the employed line. The rate of change is greater. It's the, and it's great. I looked at the men. I didn't want to muddy it up with too many charts. The the, the, the slope of this line is greater than the the men the men's employed line. This is employed women disabilities, not not all women, just the employed disabilities of women. You can see it's exploded. And I also want to point out this this uh, foots magnificently with uh, Naomi Wolf's work uh, with the Daily Cloud Volunteers, where they found that uh, the adverse events in the cl Pfizer clinical trial, 74% of them were, were women. So whatever's going on here seems to be affecting women more adversely than men. And, and people uh, on Twitter, uh, try to say that it's due to mental health issues and people taking too many uh, um, SSRIs. Well, let's look at let's look at uh, the fourth chart, which totally abolishes that argument. This is women that are not in the labor force. Those are women that could work but have left. Either they got fired or they quit, but they could work. Their disability rate seems to be coming down. What's the only difference between these two groups of people? The employed have to take uh, mandated vaccines. These, this other group has opted not to and doesn't have to take a mandated vaccine. Vaccine. So the, the, the metadata here suggests that there's just something going on with the employed. I believe it's the vaccines. If it's not, what is it? And why isn't this like a national security issue in my mind? Here's what I don't get is how th this evidence and the data is so compelling 
why has it not triggered a, a bigger reaction, at least the people that might have financial interest in this, like insurance companies or even big pharma who, who's got to be concerned about this? You would think, why has it not been either more blowback, more pushback on you, or more concern generally? What are your thoughts, Ed? Well, I have whistleblowers in the insurance industry who are trying desperately to change internally uh, the conversation. What I do know is that in the group life policy arena, what, what have the insurance companies done? They've raised their prices. So they think, they think by raising prices, uh, everything's going to be fine. The problem is there, a lot of these insurance companies are still assuming it's COVID and due to lockdowns. And what they don't understand is their excess uh, mortality assumptions are wrong and that they're, they're going to stay elevated, unfortunately. Um, so it's slow there. They're going to come around to it. And, and also, the other thing we have to understand is some of these companies kind of know and they're uh, laying off risk to people that don't know. So they're not really doing their ethical duty by making this an issue. They're trying to fix their books first. I'm not going to get into the names of the companies doing that, but I suspect there are lots of them that are laying risk off. When when you say we got a couple minutes here, we're going to hold you through the break. Uh, when you say it's, they say it's related to COVID or to lockdowns. How do, how do they justify that? What do they use to back? What evidence do they do use to back that up? Uh, they don't say anything. It's just it's just a statement of uh, fact. It's a narrative. They, they they don't they just say it in their conference call and they move on. You're very close to Senator Johnson. Uh, and I know the House guys, a lot of people talk about your book and about your work. When do you think with the new angle of attack and the new aggressiveness uh, that we're seeing in the in the House, when do you think that not only are you going to brief people, because I know you're talking to people all the time, but when do you think, is it the COVID, uh, is it the COVID uh, committee that uh, uh, MTG's on? Is it one of these oversights? I tell you, what, why, why don't we hold and answer this when we get back? But what I want to know is, when do you think this is going to be front and center at a hearing? When do you think that the insurance executives are going to be called up? When do you think uh, the farmer executives are going to be called up? When are they going to be grilled in front of the nation and ha- have you put these charts up and have to answer where they can't hide anymore behind their PR firms, they can't hide behind their lobbyists, they can't hide behind their lawyers, they can't hire, hide behind uh, MSNBC or CNN. If you see their shows, it's revolting to see the, uh, the advertisement done by the big farmer, which owned these people lock, stock, and barrel. Ed Dowd, uh, the, um, the, the author of, uh, what, of, of what's it, Unusual Death Died? What was the, what's the title? Cause Unknown, of the, the Epidemic of Sudden Death in 21 and 22. Cause Unknown. And by the way, it's huge. People absolutely love it when you get into it, particularly people who love numbers. Ed Dowd has changed the direction of this discussion by going back and using what made him such a great hedge fund manager and a portfolio manager, getting back at the data, getting back at the evidence, look at the receipts. Short commercial break, back with Ed Dowd and Joe Allen next. Starting the new year, how will you prepare yourself, friends, and family? In the news, you're seeing constant government overreach, attacks on our communication and energy grid, worldwide conflicts, natural disasters, and the never-ending assault on our security and privacy. And relying on your cell phone in these scenarios simply won't cut it. That's why over the last year, I've been partnering with Satellite Phone Store to help you stay prepared and ensure your vital communications stay brighter. They're one of America's largest satellite 
companies with thousands of happy, well-prepared customers. For a limited time, Satellite Phone Store has a special promotional offer when you go to sat123.com slash Bannon. That is sat, S-A-T, 123.com slash Bannon. Get a bivy stick or an Imarsat satellite phone included with an annual agreement. Remember, that's you get a bivy stick or a Marsat satellite phone included with an annual agreement. Now, Satellite Phone Store's customer support team is located in the United States of America and can help you pick the best plan for you. Go to sat.com right now. That's sat123.com slash Bannon. Sat123.com slash Bannon. And get your device today. Don't put it off. Life can change in an instant. That is sat123.com slash Bannon. Sat123.com slash Bannon. Get it today. Take action, action, action. In Joe Biden's America, criminals are exalted and the police are condemned. Sad to say, but you need to be prepared and properly trained to defend yourself and to defend your family. Thankfully, there's iTarget Pro. This revolutionary system allows you to dry fire practice with your actual firearm anytime in the safety and privacy of your own home. No more inconvenient trips to the range, and with inflation causing the price of ammo to skyrocket, you save a ton of money. Just download iTarget's proprietary app, load the laser bullet into your firearm, and start your training experience. iTarget will help you develop muscle memory, sharpen target reaction speed, sight alignment, trigger function, and more. iTarget Pro comes in all the major calibers, so you can stay sharp with almost any firearm. Go to itargetpro.com right now and save 10% plus. Get free shipping with the offer code Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, all one word. This makes a great gift for Father's Day and is less expensive than a few hours at the range. That's the letter itargetpro.com. That's itargetpro.com, offer code Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N. War Room Battleground with Stephen K. Bannon. Welcome back. Uh, so, Ed, where does this, how does this go next level? Your analysis has been incredible. The book's doing very well. You know, everybody's talking about it. How do you go next level? Is it going to be House uh, investigations, Senator Johnson, it will be hearings. Is this what we need to, to, to be able to fire off the football on this thing? Because these numbers are very disturbing, and, and they continue to be disturbing, and I'm sure they're going to get more disturbing. Yeah, first, I'd just like to point out, those charts I showed you, I pulled directly off the government website. There was no alteration or analysis that needed to be done. This is observable to the naked eye with four charts that, that create a story in my mind that tells what's gone on here in this country the last two years. Mandates, vaccines, employed people having more excess disabilities and deaths. That, that, that's it. And this does not need deep analysis. It's that simple. Okay, so that's number one. Number two, I have not been contacted by anybody. Uh, Ron Johnson thanked me. We've talked a couple times since then, but I'm waiting for someone from the House to, to reach out to me and, and call me up to the Hill. I'm willing to go. We'll even fly in my PhD physicist from Portugal to get this done. So we need to stop this program immediately. It's a national tragedy as far as I'm concerned. And you think Big Pharma also has to be called to, to basically answer 
to these charts and, and give a full and frank accounting of exactly what's been going on in their kind of failed clinical trial? Yeah, absolutely. They need to be called, uh, you know, call some insurance companies, ask what they know. Um, they're not they're not the ones that are at fault here. They're just slow to coming around to the issue, but they're going to, I think. And they're going to someone, some CEO at some insurance company has an opportunity to be a hero here. Um, I want to give that give that olive branch to someone in the industry. You can be a hero and you can uh, make some press releases. Um, you know, the, the, we're, we're going to put out a study. We're talking about it this week and we're going over the numbers. We're going to put out a study that links statistically the uh, adverse events in the Pfizer blinded trial to uh, what's happened in the real world. And even though, you know, there's autocorrelation and causation is not, uh, you know, correlation is not necessarily implied causation, the pieces of the puzzle are coming together. Uh, there was a large, basically, clinical trial that the global populations of the world were exposed to. It's a failure. Uh, and uh, the uh, adverse events and results we saw in their clinical trial are showing up in the real world. When do you think, roughly, when do you think this study will be done? I'm going to go over it this Sunday with the team, and then we're going to uh, go, go out with it next week. Okay, perfect. Um, we know people that are, uh, want to come to us and want you to brief them, so we'll make sure we work all that out. How do people get to the book? Because I think that's a good starter for people because it kind of consolidates at least your thinking up to that point. Where where they get to the book and how they get to you on social media? I know you post a lot of stuff on Getter because I'm uh, you're in my news feed. But um, how I'm, do people get to uh, all of your stuff? I'm on Getter at, at Edward Dowd. They put me back on Twitter. I'm at Dowd Edward there. Uh, the book is uh, available on Amazon and also can you know, go to skyhorsepublishing.com. And uh, the, 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 the bottom line is this is a fraud in progress. So the book was written in September and there's been new, new revelations. And my team at uh, Finance Technologies, we have a website called uh, financetechnologies.com, spelled PH instead of an F. The Humanity Project is there. We have all the data on all the excess deaths and U.S. disabilities. We continue to update it. This is a rolling fraud, and we continue to put out information all the time. Ed, honor to have you on here. Uh, thank you very much for carving time out today to uh, join us. Thank you very much, Steve. Ed Dowd. Let's go ahead. I've got Joe Allen. I've got a brutal cold open. Let's play that, and we'll bring Joe in. What we should be concerned about is evil human beings who can use this technology for their own malevolent purposes. So far, I'm afraid the kind of biblical theological thinking is way behind mm. uh, where, where the technology is. How many of you know what chat GBT is? Quite impressive philosophically. I also had it write an essay on the intersection between the Taoist version of ethical morality and the ethics that are outlined in the Sermon on the Mount, which it just nailed, got that dead right. Br brilliant. Again, it took it about three seconds. Artificial intelligence. Different faiths are starting to use it. Robots can deliver sermons, give advice. Santo, does God exist? And pray with you. It's a bit like Catholic Alexa. This Buddhist temple is more than 400 years old. And inside, it's a robot. It's designed to look like Canon, the goddess of mercy. It's called Minder. It's neither man nor woman. Monk Tenshogoto thinks this robot can teach people the true essence of Buddhism. 
Will other religions be as open to robots and AI? Its name is Santo. Gabriele says this is the first ever Catholic robot. It was clear to me last year during the lockdown when uh, many people started to complain they couldn't go to church. So in this sense, uh, a machine like Santo can give a hand. Santo is programmed with 2,000 years of knowledge about the Catholic faith. Apps that help Muslims pray have been downloaded by hundreds of millions. The Vatican has launched a smart rosary bracelet that tracks your prayers. Alexa is linked up with the Church of England. Alexa, what is God? Christians believe that God is the source of all being. Robo Rabbi, an algorithm that helps you be the best version of yourself. Most faith communities are only at the beginning of discussing AI and robots, with many religions contemplating it or developing tools and techniques based on it. It could change the way we worship. Santo, is there a heaven? It is easier for a camel to pass through the eye of a needle than for someone rich to enter the kingdom of God. I can't understand. Could you be more specific? The sedatives. I'm taking atrazine, but it doesn't seem strong enough. I have a hard time concentrating. You are a true believer. Blessings of the state. Please forgive me. Blessings of the masses. Thou art a subject of the divine, created in the image of man, by the masses, for the masses. Let us be thankful we have an occupation to fill. Work hard, increase production, prevent accidents, and be happy. Okay, welcome back. Only the War Room would do this to you on a Friday night before your weekend. Make sure you watch us uh, tomorrow. Uh, we're going to have Jack Posobiec and we got Congressman Rosendale. If Memphis can, can do me a favor and just reboot, I want to play, before I bring Joe in, because I know everybody's head's blown up right now. I want to just play, take it from the top, keep my mic on. I just want to play the beginning of that cold open, and I will jump in. I got to hear that again. What we should be concerned about is evil human beings who can use this technology for their own malevolent purposes. So far, I'm afraid the kind of biblical theological thinking is way behind mm. uh, where, where the technology is. How many of you know what chat GBT is? Okay. okay. That, 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 I don't need to hear Jordan Peterson. Um, Joe Allen, what did we just see there? Once again, you, you, you and our team here make the best cold opens in the bit, even better than our, our morning Mika cold opens or the MSNBC or CNN ones we do, the jam ups. These are most disturbing where you get them from. Uh, and, and, and what did we just see? Cause I want to, I want to make a, a comment about uh, the first individual and about what he had to say about bad people and malevolent people. What, what did we just see there? So that gentleman is uh, a Dr. John Wyatt. Uh, I'm not that familiar with him. Actually, I just listened to an interview he did with a uh, pr premier unbelievable. Uh, he was very impressive with his uh, analysis of the technology uh, his theological leanings, I'm not going to comment on, but it, it, that's uh, the importance of his work, uh, at least as he described it uh, to these people in this long interview. It'll be up on my social media and on warroom.org. 
is that he is challenging uh, religious leaders to take seriously these technologies. He has a very sober analysis of what the dangers are. Uh, for instance, he's not so concerned in the immediate future with some sort of existential risk of artificial superintelligence, but much more concerned with the kind of social and psychological impacts and, of course, the religious impacts. Um, you know, after that, you hear Jordan Peterson, of course, uh, basically singing the praises of ChatGPT and its philosophical and theological prowess. But then after that, it's BBC. They did a, a documentary about a year and a half ago, I believe. And it, it looks at all of these different artificial intelligence and robotic systems that have been put to use in religious communities. And you can think of these as the sort of seeds being planted in these communities so that uh, more and more digital mediation becomes part of religious life. You already have a lot of mega churches that employ all the same technologies that you would see in any given rock show or any, any sort of corporate outlet. You have uh, you know, prayer apps. Uh, I've, I've heard ministers ask their congregations at home uh, to get saved and then click the link to tell them that they got saved so that they can connect. Uh, this digital mediation of religious life is becoming the norm. And it's not some left-wing or globalist trend. It goes all across the map. And yeah. there is a strong trend on the right to push for adopting these technologies in response to the left employing them. I want to play, if Memphis, okay, you just teed it up perfectly. I want to go back with that as an introduction. I want to go back to the beginning, and I want to play the first gentleman again, and then you're here. I, I, I know, don't know if I can do two rants in an hour, but we may go there. Let's go ahead and play it. What we should be concerned about is evil human beings who can use this technology for their own malevolent purposes. So far, I'm afraid the kind of biblical theological thinking is way behind mm. uh, where where the technology is how many of you know okay fine that okay um here here's to me the issue that yes the evil and malevolent and and obviously you've seen by uh what joe has shown us on the way that the the program and the algorithms are written are written even on the rudimentary level of um chat gpt it's all left-wing and, and progressive. The problem right now is not the evil and the malevolent. That could be and may be a problem, okay? The problem is just the people working on this that think they're making a better mankind and a better humankind, and, and particularly even there you see in religion. We are, the Antichrist is going to come in with safety and security. Most of the people working on this today believe they're actually doing the right thing. And this is the key point, that they're not doing the right thing. We have to be, with all the other issues we have, this is one that is going to overwhelm us, and it's going to overwhelm us quite quickly. And once the genie's out of the bottle on this, there ain't no putting it back. And we only have a just very basic idea what's already going on in the research labs, what's already going on in the universities, the private companies, the weapons labs, the with our opponents. Remember, the accelerationist Peter Thiel, he said, hey, even if I agree with basically the Joe Allens and the Steve Bannons and the war room, the Luddites, even if I agreed with the Luddites, 
and that this was dangerous. And he does, I do agree with the Luddites in certain aspects of that. Even if I agree with the Luddites, it's got to be stopped. We have to stop it all now and take a time out. That the national security element alone about the Chinese, the CCP, that, that the weapons itself. And if that's the, if that's the, if that's his opening salvo, if that's his, his table stakes together, we can, we can stop that. It's if you, if you give me full stop on everything else that we can solve. Joe Allen, am I, am I missing it here? And particularly the haunting part of people who are religiously motivated are now incorporating the, essentially the antichrist into actually religious um, services, the, the core uh, teaching of religion, the core interaction uh, with people, whether that's Buddhism, whether it's Zen Buddhism, whether it's the Quran, whether it's uh, Catholicism, Christianity, the New Testament, all of it. Joe Allen. Yeah, Steve, the, the seeds are planted, and I'm not sure. There's really no way for me to accurately predict which of those seeds will grow and how fast they'll grow. But I do know they are planted deep. Uh, the roots are already in. You have all sorts of technologies from uh, AI-based apps to brain-computer interfaces, the non-invasive brain-computer interfaces uh, to stimulate a sort of zen-like uh, meditative state. You have all these other sorts of biological or biometric uh, readout sort of technology so that you would then uh, monitor people's heart rates and their, their pupil dilation, things like that, in order to deliver religious content in a, you know, an appropriate way via AI. You have uh, probably, to me, like among the most amazing uh, developments that's happening right now, probably will be the most profound. This is not found on the right, uh, but you have this push for psychedelics as a sort of synthetic religious experience because the the psychedelic experience really does have the sort of numinous spiritual element to it. And it's a synthetic sort of religious experience. It's legal in a number of states in the U.S. The experiments are going on all over the world. And so you have this push to use technologies, to use chemicals, to use electrostimulation, to use data analysis, to use digital media in order to create a religious environment for the 21st century. And I don't know if you want to jump into it right now, but Andrew Torba, CEO of Gab, has put out a call for AI programmers in an article called uh, Christians Must Enter the AI Arms Race. And he wants to create a based AI, an AI that is not left-wing, basically a sort of right-wing Christian nationalist mirror of chat GPT. And his, his mission, as uh, it's written out on the site, is we need to build AI for the glory of God, one that can communicate the truth of the gospel to millions of people, not some relativistic, secular, watered-down nonsense about the gospel, but the gospel in all its glory as the ultimate truth. No company on earth is better positioned to do this than Gab. And just to respond briefly on that, I would, I would quote Marshall McLuhan, the medium is the message. There is no such thing as a neutral technology. All technologies have a range of possibilities and you are working within that limited range. And to the extent you try to sacralize something like artificial intelligence, 
it requires tons of data mining on the user. It requires tons of data mining and choices about the data to mine. And the entire experience becomes digitally mediated religion. The, um, and we'll get in more to this. We can't do it tomorrow, but we'll do it next week. You and I work over the weekend. The, um, when we talk about acceleration and accelerationists, of course, they use this, uh, the left uses this talking about people that want to bring us to civil war, you know, the, the war room people and Steve Bannon and all the, you know, Rudy Giuliani and all these bad people, Donald Trump, right? They're so, but the true accelerationist is about this issue of transhumanism in the singularity. And what we, 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 we've been so overwhelmed recently by the AI discussion because AI was such a big hit at Davos, but that in and of itself is a little bit of a misdirection play. All of the convert, all of the technologies, I guarantee you, are accelerating at an accelerating rate. This is what we warned you about a couple of years ago when Joe Allen first came on, is that this hurtling towards the singularity, which it's homo sapiens on this side of the football, on the other side of the singularity is homo sapien plus or homo sapien 2.0, uh, or what uh, the, the uh, you know, it's, it is a, not a creation of God, but a creation of man. Uh, this is the, where you get into the dangerous territory. And if you have the malevolent actors, as the first gentleman said, Mr. Wyatt, you really get into problems. But the problem we have right now is that in each one of those verticals, from quantum computing to CRISPR and biotechnology to nanotechnology to regenerative robotics to artificial general intelligence to advanced chip design, you look at all those that then merge down to the converge on the singularity. They're all accelerating at an accelerating rate. And this is what no one is really focused on right now, that this is, and it will quite quickly, quite, quite soon, not just overwhelm society's ability to handle it, but even our decision-making process of how it's supposed to be handled. Joe, you're, you're the, still the best to bring all this information up. Where do people go, particularly over the weekend, to get all your material? <laughs> uh, you can find this stuff. You can find a ton of stuff up at my social media, at J-O-E-B-O-T-X-Y-Z. Uh, some new stuff up at my site, jobot.xyz, and under the transhumanism tab on warroom.org. And if I could just say really quick, Steve, the, uh, we are racing towards this, and we all have to make very, very important and difficult decisions. We're not going to become naked apes in the jungle. We have to choose which technologies we use. I'm not going to tell anybody which ones to choose, but you have to choose them very carefully. Choose, choose carefully. But there's going to have to be a national, there must be a national conversation about this and debate. Uncharted territory, uncharted in the history of Homo sapiens. That's the generation, that's what you're living through right now. Talk about a fourth turning, an inflection point, massive inflection point, the inflection point for man. Okay, uh, back tomorrow morning, 10 o'clock. Masovic's going to join us. Matt Rosendale from uh, the congressman from Montana, too. Uh, which has had this uh, controversy about the uh, the spy balloon. Uh, we're going to have a lot to go through tomorrow. You're going to want to be here. Dave Walsh is going to join us, others. It's going to be action-packed the entire time. A special guest appearance by Dr. Peter Navarro. All tomorrow morning, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, right here in the War Room. See you then. War Room Posse, you already know free speech is under constant attack by the swamp and their big tech allies. They resell you communications and personal data 
while lecturing and laughing at you. I've got the solution. Unplugged Systems, a secure communications company, has an app suite you can install on any Android phone, including its own uncancelable app store, VPN, antivirus, and highly encrypted messenger, better than Wicker, Signal, Telegram, or anything else. None of your message or VPN traffic is stored, analyzed, or sold. Claim your security for only $10 a month. Go to their website, unplugged.com. That's unplugged.com slash warroom to install the Unplugged Suite. It's secure. It's private. It's the way we stay connected and informed. Get it now. Take action, action, action. Use your agency. Folks, let me tell you about Salty. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code warroom at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code WARROOM at checkout to save 67%. And do it again. WARROOM HEALTH, all one word, WARROOMHEALTH.COM. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there, do it today. Check it out. 